The opinions expressed in this program reflect only those of the participants and are not necessarily those of the sponsors, management, or staff of WTBQ Radio or FST Broadcasting Corporation. WTBQ. And good morning again, and I'm here on Free Speech. Uh, last time I looked in this country, we still had it from our Declaration of Independence and Constitution of the United States of America. Anyway, we welcome you here <laughs> and uh, would like you to call in 845-651-1110. Let your voice be heard. Just be respectful and uh, no derogatory comments, please. Uh, and you can make comments and ask questions. We're good. Stephen Guitar, good, good morning. Good morning. And Jay Westerfeld, good morning. Good morning, Jay. Jay is a guest on the show uh, and is going to be talking about some of the wonderful plantings and indigenous uh, different types of plantings that are going to be put in by the by the Pulpit Rock uh, Inn. And I, for one, uh, cannot wait for this to happen because I think it's going to be such a plus in the and in, in the whole county. And, and by the way, it's in the town of Warwick, not in the village, just uh, for people who aren't sure what part of the town that is in. So not in the village, in the town. So I want to just uh, touch on, Stephen, I know you received something from the planning board, and we're in, and you're going to be moving forward on that. Uh, we're working on a scoping docs that has been adopted uh, back in January, but it's a big, lengthy document that uh, lists uh, each and every aspect of uh, or concern that the uh, public or the town might have associated with the project. So that is uh, our current focus and uh, prerogative uh, that we're working on. And so, you know, tell them what that document in essence is asking you and then what you have to complete. Not each item, but just in general. Right. Well, that, that's the whole, uh, essentially, the roadmap to uh, tick off each and every item, uh, each and every duck, so uh, called put in a row. So there's a lot to discuss, but mostly it addresses the major issues that uh, so often surface on the social media or, or people calling regarding traffic, environmental, um, social economic study, the, the effect it might have on a neighborhood, the aesthetic appeal, the archaeology concerns, the historical this, significance. And this is public information, so you don't have to go through every single item. Uh, once everything is complete, it'll be in the in the it, documents. Yeah, it's on file with town, and uh, it's a part of the secret process. So everything is out there, everything is public information. Right, so so we're at almost like the last part of this, correct? It is. Secret, uh, after this, it's an environmental uh, statement, impact statement, and after that is a final environmental impact statement. Uh, once those are reviewed, then uh, this is the natural process uh, during which the developments usually go through. Yeah, so this is a natural process that uh, that goes through when you're wanting to build something within the town. Absolutely. It, yeah. Essentially, we're trying to make sure that everything uh, within and uh, allowed uh, or, or within time frame of uh, current uh, litigations, laws, municipal zoning laws, and, and the rest of requirements. All right, we have a caller on the line. Caller, what's your first name? Where are you calling from? Maggie from Warwick. Okay, Maggie, you have a comment or a question? Yes, it's directed toward Mr. Westerveld. Okay. So I've been a resident of Warwick for a while, and Mr. Westerveld, I know you have a great track record as a preservationist. Uh, you've done so much good and have done so much work for the environment and for doing all these good things. Um, and my question really is as to 
why you would support the development of this open piece of land at the public block project when your track record shows that you've rarely done so in the past. Oh, thanks, Megan. Um, first, thanks very much for uh, you know asking me directly as opposed to just throwing things around on social media. Um, you know, I've done a lot of preservation work, but technically, as a scientist, I'm supposed to go in without bias and make, uh, you know, based on good science, make deductions on what's there. Um, in this case, the people who actually oppose this hotel reached out to me numerous times. I just gotten back into the country. I was supposed to be here for a short period of time, and I'm kind of overstayed because of COVID restrictions. So they said, please take a look at this, you know, let us know if there's some cricket frogs, wink, wink, that kind of thing. So I thought, okay, let me just take a quick look. Did what's called a phase one. That's just a habitat assessment. And, you know, it's a pretty barren little field. So what it comes down to is based upon my expertise, there's nothing in terms of ecological importance to protect it. I've heard people say, oh, there's wetlands on the site. There aren't. That's just absolutely a falsehood. Um, they've talked about quote unquote calcareous soils as if that's a tremendous indicator for endangered species. It's not. Um, we look at indicator plants. There are no wetland uh, emergent indicator plants there for a number of important species. It's not near enough to any timber rattler dens to spark uh, a phase two for a timber rattler study. And I've done a lot of timber rattler studies. Uh, anyway, so just as a, 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 an unbiased scientist, I said, no, there's nothing there. Next. And these people went off on me, honestly. And the lady who initially asked me to do this, uh, you know, was sending me messages. Hey, I'm recently divorced. Wink, wink. Um, she got really angry, went bananas on social media. But again, communicating on social media, if you come away from that thinking that you've made an impact, it's like thinking time spent on Pornhub is like having a marriage. I mean, it's very, <laughs> very similar. So anyway, um, in this case, I'd done that. And then Mr. Keeter reached out to me and said, hey, I, you know, I like what you said. It seemed logical. Uh, that you would say that and that's the only reason it's not that i'm supporting development of open space in warwick alone there are hundreds of acres of extremely sensitive habitat that are being destroyed every day where are these people then the person who reached out to me only did so for this barren field because her property borders it then mm -hmm. very vociferous people uh, who actually are on some municipal boards here in warwick have written against it uh because they're bnb owners you put two and two together, well, okay, I get it. A B&B &B owner doesn't want to see a hotel. Yeah, but I want to interject something here for a moment. The B&Bs fill up in three seconds. Since Warwick over the last, I'm going to say 10 years, has gained so much tourism, it's incredible. They can't possibly, so what's happened to all those people that would normally stay here, spend their money here, go in the stores, the restaurants, they're staying in Chester, Middletown, sure. and other places, and uh, that's that's the only thing I just wanted to mention about the, the accommodations. And that's a great point, Taylor, because to add on to that, my sister was a B&B owner over in Amity for quite a long time, and she found that she got a lot of um, spillover business from hotels when the hotels went in in Goshen and Chester so much so that she couldn't even accommodate her normal guests once you have those things it's sort of like the old phrase a rising tide raises all ships some people don't want to see it that way some people want to be xenophobic and say this is my Warwick you know I'm closing the door behind me I want only my guest house and everybody else to have to camp out in a field and that's not my area of expertise but I'm not a stupid person so I just feel compelled to comment on that I hope I didn't say too much, Maggie. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, there have been a lot on social media, and I'm not sure if I myself am fully convinced. You know, we're 
we're still hearing all the information that's coming out. You know what, Maggie? I'm going to suggest something to you because the, uh, the, you know, is listen, we know social media can be very good and very bad. So maybe the best way to do it, since you seem to be an intelligent thinking person, is to go to the planning board and ask to see everything that's the truth rather than what you see on social media because what's there is what mm-hmm. they're considering and that way you'll get all the facts or hearing Absolutely. from people at yeah. this table who are firsthand involved in the project i think and yeah but let, Absolutely. let but that's the way to it's sort of like you know listen years ago it was we'd find information out from the encyclopedia or the newspaper so we don't do that anymore so now it, it's, no, a, it's a google yeah uh. well and that's the problem because you know there's a was that old joke on the commercial you know it must be true i saw it on the internet bonjour and so <laughs> so uh, so the point is is that there is correct information out there it's just certain people on social media don't want to look at the correct information they don't want to do the right thing they just want to be right and it just it creates this havoc among other people who are not sure what it is and the, because there's so many voices saying the same thing you think it's true but not yeah. yeah you know what I mean not necessarily so but do you if you want to know everything I would go to the plenty board and it is public information and go take a look at what's really being done and all the other information. I have a document from a, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, I'm gonna get it after the break, uh, from the uh, New York, I think, Preservation Society. Yeah, it's right here. Uh, oh, you, yeah. yeah it's a New York State uh, Park Recreation and Historical Preservation, yeah, so Division they, of Historic Preservation Office. Yeah, they have no record or anything of the pulpit rock being of any historical value. And we're happy to put that up and show yep. everybody that's directly from them on their letterhead. There was a lot of work done to find out. And, and still, with all of that, uh, Mr. Kitar is willing to preserve it and actually make it a monument there with a plaque. And he's trying to do all the right things. He's a 20-year resident here. He wants to do what's right. But, you know, we're, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think it's very important that we work to preserve everything that Absolutely. is of historical significance. And preserving right. something in a way that would cherish its historical relevance is also important. And so I thank Mr. Westerveld and Mr. Kitar for all the work that they're doing in order to make it sustainable and make it a benefit for Warwick. Well, I thank you very much for thank that. You for so there's you. an intelligent voice thank out there. I, wish, I hope people are listening to her. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Maggie, so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. No problem. Have All a right. good day, you guys. Too. Thank you too. Bye-bye. So, you know, there is a voice of, of truth and intelligence, and, and there you go. We're going to take a break. We're a little late, but I wanted to, Maggie to finish her thought, and we'll be back in 845-651-1110. Sam's Meat is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is Jeff Berkman, and I invite you to tune in to the Wednesday Morning Roundtable on Radio Worth Listening to, New Jersey and Orange Free Radio. Free to express your opinions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Tom Fursey. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s on The Magic of the 80s. Saturday night, starting at 6 on WTBQ, playing the best music. Magic of the 80s. WTBQ. 
And we're back here on Free Speech. And just again, want to thank Maggie. That was a very intelligent and thought out question and comment. And those are the type of people that think for themselves. You know, they have questions, they want them answered. And like I mentioned to Maggie, go to the planning board uh, in the in the town of Warwick and you will get the real facts. Everything is in there. there everything is open for you to view. I know, Jay, you wanted to kind of touch on, you know, what's going on as far as the environmental part of it. Well, I mean, right now what we're trying to do is just get a plan together as to, you know, what we're going to do to make it eco-integrative, as I've said before. And I'm really excited about the eco-integration measures we're, we're trying to do. And again, you know, uh, a lot of bird nest boxes, very, very targeted plantings of exceptionally high biodiversity uh, that absorb different levels of water and nutrients uh, in case anyone's worried about nutrient overload. These will also create a situation where we don't need to use a lot of herbicides or fertilizers, do a lot of mowing, anything like that yeah, on I would site. like to know how many people in this town use products on their lawns that have, uh, I don't, and I forbid it. And these are the, this, by the way, uh, just in case you didn't know, and I'm certainly not anywhere near Jay's level, but that does leach into the soil, into your food supply, into the animal's food supply. We have over 800 farms. So if you want to care about your environment, stop poisoning your property. Let's start with that. I mean, it, I can't imagine what it does to plant natural habitats. Yeah, I mean, you know, presently uh, it's an agricultural field. Um, agricultural fields typically, and I'm, I'm, I personally won't judge that for a number of reasons, but they typically do utilize chemicals um, unless they're just uh, doing regular cuttings that aren't specific uh, grasses or anything. And we have the bus garage right next to it, which certainly, not to tear the bus garage apart, um, but certainly puts a lot of effluent, um, a lot of chemical effluent into the way we end up. I've never heard any of these people really complain about that previously, and suddenly um, everyone's think, very like, worried. The way we end up, and, the, and they have a lot of fuel, don't they? And, you know, yeah, fuel, no <laughs> pun intended. I mean, fuel goes into it from there. But also, you know, people are bringing up, this is how desperate they are. This is how they're grasping at straws. They're saying, oh, well, this will increase, uh, this will increase uh, the levels of salt and sodium chloride going into the, uh, no, the what they put on in the winter on the roads will do that well of course much more so and what's interesting is there's already salt on roads everywhere around here and to say salt and sodium chloride is kind of funny because sodium chloride last i checked is it's salt it's salt that is the same thing <laughs> yeah so it's you know it's funny but it makes it sound like there are more things oh my god there's salt well and sodium chloride does sound like ooh. yeah i mean <laughs> watch out you, it, don't breathe you're gonna get oxygen and o2 into your system yeah, and, and this is similar. why uh, people even though the the caller was very polite and address it in a proper manner um, uh, yet there's a lot of people who i guess uh, more annoying annoyed than anything by uh, jay taking a stand and speaking on behalf of the project because well i don't think he's speaking so much on behalf of the project as he's saying my you know based on his in, his incredible background is able to talk about what's really going on there ecologically we have a caller on the line caller what's your first name where are you calling from hi it's steve gross again all right from steve Warwick. we make it short please because we're trying to get a lot of people on okay well i made it short the last time but well keep it up Okay. Um, I, I first of all want to respond to something that, that Jay related. Um, no one from the group that's opposing the, uh, this project ever contacted Jay. 
Um, Stephen, that's not true. Stephen, you don't even have a way to know that. Stephen, I'm not going to talk to you if you're going to lie like that. You don't even know. Stephen, we're going to hang up. Yeah, we're going to hang up on you, Stephen, because this is just we don't need. Wait a minute, he just called me a liar. Yes, you are a liar, Stephen. Bye, bye, Stephen. Off the air, please. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to put up with people making falsehoods on the air and talking about things that are not true and then yelling about it to make it sound true. All right. We have somebody else on the line. What's your first name and where are you calling from? Margaret from Warwick. Okay, Margaret, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to ask some questions that of Mr. Titter. It's yes. Kitar. Yes. Good morning. Okay. I wanted to ask, I understand that you're going to call it the Pulpit Inn? Pulpit Rock Inn. Is that correct? That is correct. Pulpit Rock Inn. Pulpit, pulpit Rock Inn. I'm right. sorry. That's okay. My mistake. Next thing I wanted to ask is, are you going to have uh, plants around the the, the the cottages and the... Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we. Uh, uh-huh. you, you have to shut your radio off. It's getting feedback on the air. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Just a minute. How's that better? You, yep. Yeah, you got to keep it off because it feeds back on the air. Okay, okay go ahead. Uh, what kind of greenery or bushes or flowers do you plan? Have you planned that out? Uh, we're not at that particular stage yes, but yet, but we do employ the landscape uh, architect. And uh, Jay, who is present here at the studio, uh, has also a lot uh, he brought into the table in terms of uh, eco integration of the uh, hotel and uh, dealing with the runoff waters. Uh, he can probably answer that uh, questions better. But uh, once again, we are planning an extensive uh, planting of uh, shrubs and uh, to make that hotel more aesthetically pleasing. Uh, historically accurate to complement the current historical uh, character of the village and uh, the, as to the plants uh, absolutely because there's so many objectives could be achieved to, uh, from anything from mosquito control to to water control but I would let uh, Mr. Westervelt uh, uh, answer that question. Um, Margaret is it okay if I answer? Yes sure. Okay so what's your question specifically what would you like to see planted there if you don't mind me asking you a question? Some bushes, some flowers. Yeah, so believe me, we have a, a vast array of bushes and flowers to go in. Um, in fact, among them, we want uh, a lot of Russian sage in one section because it's it's an incredibly, um, it, it's just a very durable plant for all conditions. And uh, mm-hmm. as I've been saying for quite a while, um, a lot of lavender uh, because of a few places I've known that uh, have wonderful lavender, but also a lot of um, ambient species that we see in this area. Um, you know that that like Joe Pieweed, for instance, which does very well, and for some reason has really been on the upswing around here. That attracts a a plethora of pollinators, including giant swallowtail butterflies, which are coming in like crazy just recently. Um, yeah, but we we you know we we'd use both introduced and native plantings. Um, you know Warwick is known for Apple Fest, and the apple was brought here by Johnny Appleseed. Apples originated in Kazakhstan, and so we don't want to sort of make the the pulpit rock in have plantings that are unlike the surroundings we're known for apples here we're known for honeybees which are also introduced from eurasia so we want to sort of welcome everything we don't want to be eco xenophobic about it and you might want to be careful with the honeybees 
<laughs> well, they're not going to do hives. <laughs> we have to go to a break now. So uh, do you, if there's anything else you want, uh, you want to hold on and we'll come back to you? Not at this moment. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for and calling. Thank you for the phone okay. Thank you. We'll be right back after this break. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. The new wave is back. Chris Cordani here, remembering the decade of thin ties, cheap sunglasses, and great music. Revenge of the 80s Radio, Friday nights on WTBQ. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ for the afternoon, partly sunny and more humid. While an isolated shower or thunder shower can't be ruled out, it will likely remain dry in the mid and upper 80s. Tonight, partly cloudy, patchy fog late, mid 60s. Sunday, very warm and humid with a mix of sun and clouds, a scattered afternoon shower or thunder shower, upper 80s, and little change on Monday. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. WTBQ. And good morning again. And we're on free speech here with Stephen Kitar and Jay Westerfeld. Jay, you want to address uh, what just happened? Because we're, ah. we are not putting Steve Gross on the air because he is yelling and screaming about things he doesn't have proof of. Oh. He says he has proof. That's called hearsay. In a court of law, you would be thrown out. Well, in fact, I so. think the last uh, two programs that uh, Mr. Gross did call in, and none of his claims, uh, first I have to correct him on a motel-hotel issue, and after that he was speaking about some restrictive covenant which isn't there. He acts a lot of on the hearsay, and once again, I think, just trying to gain the stage uh, for his own uh, presence. And yeah, this is not his, his radio station, not his radio show. And we said, if you want to call up and be civil and have a civil, intelligent conversation, we're happy to put you on. But all he wants to do is hear his voice heard and scream and yell about something he doesn't have proof of because you weren't there with Jay. So, Jay, tell them... If he wants to bring the person in who said that's not true, go ahead and do it. Don't not you. Well, you're, you're not you're I, not coming on the air anymore. We're I, I, done I with that. I think what Mr. Gross just did. I mean, uh, I know uh, Jay being a gentleman, trying to protect the identity of that particular person. But right. if uh, my baby shouldn't. If Mrs. Uh, Gross does insist, maybe we should probably name. Maybe we should are. ask that person who originally can, you know asked you to come. Why don't you uh, privately reach out to her? and say, listen, you were the one who originally asked me to, to check this out, 
and you're now saying that you didn't yes. so you know yes. uh, okay I, i'm frankly i'm getting down to be polite and i really believe uh, you know if you're a liar you should be called a liar and there's a lot of miss uh, well you know like dishonesty i don't want to call anybody yeah i don't want to call anybody names but if you're not telling the truth for what and if you can and listen we've seen it in on television in courts of law <coughs> and they're like i don't remember i'm standing on the Here, fifth you it, know but the point is that she did and she knows she did and if she's not telling the truth to Steve Gross because she wants him to believe it, you believe something that somebody told you. You were not there. You weren't there. How do you even... Well, let, let's get past all yeah, this. I, go first, ahead. let's not give this gentleman any legs by I repeating agree. his name anymore. Okay. Prior to this or prior to a yard sale where I met him, I never heard the guy's name before. And this is after innumerable scientific conferences at which I've spoken and presented and other people, even regional conferences in Albany have spoken and presented. I've never heard of this gentleman. Sure, he's a great guy, that's not the point. Although now I'm certainly <laughs> seeing that that's not the case. Yeah, not. But let's just remember this. Giving this person legs is maybe not the most constructive thing because on the air three shows ago, he said that I'd sold my soul. And that's fine, I can roll with that. I thought it was kind I of can. funny. But let's remember, I've almost never done this kind of work consulting for money. I do scientific research, which is a totally different animal. Right. This gentleman, as we can see from court documents, gets $125 an hour every time he does a study. He sued a grassroots organization that was trying to protect land, exactly like these guys are trying to do with Pulpit Rock, the people who oppose the, oppose the hotel. There was a group in Goshen, New York, who opposed a huge project in Goshen. Lego land. Right, and I don't- I was I don't, involved in that project from day one. I can tell you, uh, if you're looking right now, it'll be <clears throat> built, it would have been open this July, it will be open next but here's, July. Absolutely, but here's the important point. That group refused to pay his invoice at $125 an hour. He never stepped foot on the site. He billed them over $25,000. When they refused, he, he sued them in court. And he's going to tell me I've sold my soul. This is why I was about ready to just leave this show. This is ridiculous because any any imbecile, I'm sorry for using a word, but I'm not talking about him specifically, can call in and tell me what transpired in personal conversations that I had with another person when no one else was there. You but know, the, why would somebody do that if they, the point is, is that when people yell louder, they think that makes it the truth. If anything, that's further from the truth. I just do it because it frustrates me to have people try to demean other people or take hearsay and take it as the truth. If you weren't there for the conversation, you can't say it's the truth. Yet none of his statements is actually fact check. Like he claiming that there's a restrictive covenant, uh, you know, on the property uh, was an absolute. Once again, you can call it a lie. You can call it dishonest uh, opinion or misconception. Or, but or if you're somebody spreading who didn't it, do their homework. Once again, uh, there is none. And if he would uh, be serious about protecting, once again, he never voiced his opinion during the public uh, session. He never wrote a, a single letter of support. Uh, I'm most certainly he's on a payroll of opposition people right now, and uh, so far he's not doing a great job uh, or a great favor to, yeah, to their I don't cause. Yeah, and like Jay said, we don't want to give him any more legs, so yeah, let's move on from him. You're, he's banned from the radio, he's banned from the radio show, and from calling in here. We're just kind of done with it because we don't need people screaming and yelling about what they don't know about. Uh, we want to have constructive conversations. People want to ask a question and get an answer. Whether you agree or not, it's you can all agree to disagree. I mean, not everybody's going to agree to everything, or we wouldn't even have war in the world. Uh, then everybody would be agreed that we don't want to kill each other. 
Uh, Even so though the motivation of uh, his is very clear, I still would like, I don't know who would else uh, hire him essentially, because as far as I know, and I know numerous projects that he has been involved in lately, especially, none of them, and once again, none of them, you know, won. Uh, because you have to have facts you can't you're dealing in law legal law and one thing i know about the town because it's run by you know an an incredible supervisor michael sweeten absolutely uh, that every i is dotted and every t is crossed there's no doubt about it he's brilliant and he loves warwick and he's done an amazing job all the years that he's been here nothing's going to get by that's illegal i can assure you of that so Absolutely. if you want to have a conversation about what real, what's real and what's not, go down there into the town and find out for yourself. Stop listening to other people screaming and yelling about things they have no clue about. Really, just come with facts. Go to the planning board, make a copy, and show me where it's different than anything we've been talking about. And we can actually start probably addressing uh, those issues one by one. And uh, once again, you can hear from uh, firsthand. Uh, uh, I should probably start with people... Uh, I think uh, Taylor already uh, touched that subject, that the property is not in a village. And I know there's a village, Greenbelt Preservation Society, that just recently, after uh, two years almost of existence, finally realized that uh, is not uh, the properties in town, not in the village, and finally get themselves renamed Warwick Greenbelt Preservation Society. And really, that's a Facebook group. That's not even an actual bona fide uh, NGO. Yeah. It's sort of like, again, watching Pornhub and saying, oh, I'm in love with that person who I just saw in the video. It, it's not a real group. It's, it's yeah, porn. But, you know, what's sad is uh, Facebook started out being this wonderful place that families that lived far from each other could show pictures of the kids and the new car they bought and the dinner that they made. And now it's become a field day for people who are misinformed and are followers. So why don't you think for yourselves out there instead of joining a group that you don't know what they're saying is the truth and find out the truth for yourself. I would like to just pose to them and then I want to let that go because I don't want these people don't no. really have anything going for them. No. They need to get a life. But you know, here's the question. How about if you were on the receiving end of what you're trying to do and you knew none of it was true and you couldn't fight it because you have people like you who are out there saying things that are not true. Just think about if positions were reversed and you were screaming and yelling about that's not true and you had you know you had people yelling like the, the person who called before. It doesn't make it right if you're yelling. Go get the facts. That's all we're asking you to do. And think about if somebody else was coming after you. By the way, most of these groups are closed groups. I wonder why that is, which well, I think is interesting. It's like hiding behind a closed door and yelling at the people outside. But to a degree, it does get influenced people's opinion. And even uh, some people who are, uh, you know, uh, having a, an official post and uh, I want to come back to the history of life with uh, Dr. Richard Hall in his uh, radio show when uh, there's a number of inaccuracies that uh, we can accurately point out uh, starting from uh, once again the zoning that uh, he claimed that need, required a change in order to hotel to put in to many other inaccuracies. There was no zoning change. No, okay. there's no. Uh, I just wanted for the listeners. Is there, is there anything else we can clear. point out that uh, Professor said that? Oh, sure, Stephen. I yeah, I, I actually, you know, I I, I kept a, an audio file of it, and um, I listened to it again because I was kind of stunned uh, the first time I'd heard it. Um, you know, I, I really couldn't believe that uh, a school historian would say some of these things. Um, and he's a great guy you know if it weren't for professor hull i wouldn't be the person i am it takes a village to raise a child and he he was uh, very influential on me growing up love the man 
Um, but, you know, he starts out on his program saying that he hadn't heard of this uh, project until a few months ago. But then again, he says, well, it's been going on for 10 months. He says that the rock has been captured by literally hundreds of photographers and artists. That's certainly not true. That would mean a minimum of 200 different artists and photographers captured it somehow. It doesn't matter. But then he mentions that it's on the Weyweyanda River, which is a key estuary of the Wallkill. That's fine. I, I think a lot of people may just let that go. They don't know what it means, but an estuary is salt water. It's where a river meets salt water. I always wondered what estuary meant. <laughs> it's a cool word, right? I do like it. Now I just found out what it means. <laughs> and apparently so did Professor Hull. And then he, he refers to the, uh, the, the time as having been the 2,000 years ago when people were allegedly revering the rock. There's no evidence to that, by the way, as the Paleolithic era. That's insane that an history professor would say that because the Paleolithic era ended over 10,000 years ago. And history is a very... Uh, well, it's history. Exactly. Exa <laughs> almost like a math, right? You can't rewrite you, uh, very history. Very accurate uh, Although there discipline. are some people Absolutely. out there who would like to rewrite history. I don't think that's the end of it, though. Uh, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not going to bore you with it. There are actually... I, I have actually over 60 inaccuracies in there. One of them... You know, another one, he was saying, well, Lamoka points were found there by uh, the archaeologists who What is Lamoka points? So a Lamoka point, it's like a Clovis point. It's just a, a type of spearhead. It's named for the area where it was first seen. So it, it um, a Clovis spearhead is a type of spearhead first seen in New Mexico. Um, it doesn't mean that they're from New Mexico. It's just where it was first discovered. Professor Hull in his program says, oh, there were Lamoca points found there. So clearly Native Americans traveled from upstate New York, Lamoca Lake, right. to this site. No, it just means it's where they were first described. They're found all over the country. It doesn't mean they came from there. It's where modern-day archaeologists first found them. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, because, by the way, they did travel quite a bit. They did, but I'm it's, a, yeah, all the way from Siberia. By the way, I grew up with Native Americans, so I have a... Me too. A, yeah, and so out in Nevada. So I can assure you they didn't stay in one place. No, in fact, it's interesting. Even the Navajo only very recently got to the Southwest. They were actually up in Northern Canada for a very long time. Right. But jumping back to this, saying that a Lamoka point means that people traveled there and traded with upstate New York is like seeing a baby Canada goose in Atlanta, Georgia, and saying, well, he waddled here from Canada. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. It took it's him not about scientific. five or six years. Well, but it's only clear to people who actually immersed themselves in, in, in science and history. Uh, to, but it sounds awfully author authoritative uh, and convincing sure. when anybody else is listening. Of course, and that's the point. You know, some people think that if they throw 20 cent uh, words around, the hayseeds will all fall well, for Well, that's it. what happened before. You know, the, I said about the yelling and screaming, and you, you think because you're loud, that's going to make it the truth. It never does that way, by the way. It's, it's the people that are, you know, look, Jay, the way you speak, I listen. Oh, thank you, Taylor, you know, likewise. No, really, because you're not yelling, you're not screaming, you're not trying to make a derogatory remark, you're just stating facts from the knowledge that you've gained throughout your life, which to me is extraordinary. Thank but, you. No, but it's true. I mean, I, I'm just mesmerized by the information that you have stored up there. Is there any part that, that becomes too much input? <laughs> well, you know, what it comes down to, if I'm part of anybody's paper or a paper of my own that's going for peer review, it's it's going to fail if I say anything wrong. If I'm at a... But you do, and we're going to take a break, but you do your checking first before you're making a remark or putting out a paper. A real scientist does. Yeah, thank you. We'll be right back after this. If you have a uh, comment or question, respectful, 845-651-1110.
Sam's Meat is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. If you missed the Frank Truett Show, here's what you missed. Producer for Cats ran Geffen Records through the 80s. Tony was buying it for his kids back then. Uh, 1943. <laughs> Take the donuts yeah, not, back. You don't go into Monroe. I'm going to start shoving, I'm gonna start shoving those donuts in my face now so I can't take them back. Monroe's got an APB out for your license plate at this point. Who doesn't? The Frank Truat Show, weekday mornings till 9 on WTBQ. You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right. Sunday mornings at 8. You get up early. Let's hang out. Let's talk about cars. Let's all get smarter. Let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. Here, Sunday mornings at 8. WTBQ. And we're back here on Free Speech. And when we say free speech, we want speech that's decent, respectful, and and actually has proof and you know when you say i got a piece of paper who wrote the paper (laughs) i'm not interested we really you know we're not putting people on the air because they want to have their voice heard not going to happen so you can quit calling Uh, not not going to happen no not not on this show i've actually now banned him forever because i'm just done with the stuff we i don't have time for nonsense and people wanting to make a stand and like look at me Go on Facebook. That's where you seem to be able to stand out prominently. So enjoy that. But if you're not coming back in there, you are now banned forever on WTBQ WGHT. So let's talk further about what you were just uh, talking about, Jay. Oh, just, yeah, just to the fact that, you, you know, if at a scientific conference, if I'm presenting and I say an inaccuracy, I'm going to be taken to task by probably 60 guys and ladies raising their hands. That's embarrassing. You only do that once, maybe twice. Um, so no, it's, it's, it's really strange. You have people who are sort of, um, you know, some of these consultants, again, uh, a fellow who I knew a long time ago came up with the term biostitute. They just do, they just do whatever the whim is of the person who hired them. They say whatever the person who hired them wants them to say. They rem- right. And actually that's how it works, by the way, in all projects, the project sponsor is responsible for paying the uh the actual consultants everyone doing the research it doesn't mean that they're lying so it's a very peculiar situation people get upset they say oh well you know this is a big thing on social media oh mr westerveld he's uh he's in stephen keeter's pocket i wonder how much he's being paid first when i first researched that site it had nothing to do with mr keeter i never met the man if anything the opposition was reaching out to me trying to get me to do something and now they're trying to say they didn't you know, and Good again, this is, this is what happens when you have people that just want to be right, and they yell and scream about it. And you can show me all the letters you want. It doesn't mean a thing. Because the bottom line is, Jay's an honest, uh, upfront person. He's got a whole life history uh, behind him of doing things the correct way. And uh, I'm not interested in and, people and just trying to take him down. That's not what this show is about. And once again, if there's any inaccuracies that has been said or stated on this show, I email me. I, I dare those people to, to come up and say, well, Stephen said the, this and... Uh, yeah, but do me a favor. If you have proof on paper, 
<laughs> I'm willing to look at it. Just email it to me. You're not getting on the air anymore. It's done. But but the purpose is actually up. yeah to to, to uh, dispel those inaccuracies. Uh, the purpose yeah, of we, the show we need proof. To let you know uh, that uh, the real and once again I hear a lot of people they immerse them th- themselves on the social media and they get a hard time to understand or wrap their brain around what what re- in reality happening. So. Uh, this is, this is the table where actually we can address those issues. And, you know, one of the problems speaking to this social media issue, uh, Stephen, recently the opposition to your project, the, uh, you know, just um, grassroots organization, not a bona fide NGO in any way, uh, the gentleman who started it actually posted in his group, hey, if anybody needs help writing letters, you know, let's get letters to the papers. We will, quote unquote, help you to write them. You know what it reminded me of? Of course, it's a whole different venue of it. But when you're doing, I get this care.org site. Because oh I do a lot, but I do it on the side where there is uh, the petitions to stop animal testing. That's good. And brutality, because I'm very involved in animal causes. And when you go with the petition to sign it, they have a base letter there, if you want to use that one. Or they say, put your own words. But that is a petition uh, to stop people from destroying animals, like White Coat uh, Waste Project, which I discovered there are millions and millions and millions of dollars with video we've seen of the VA hospital breaking the spine of six-month-old kittens for no... Which is terrible, but these people on the other side, they they recruiting volunteers to submit uh, editorial letters, and uh, they say, well, we have letters. Just uh, Yeah, we will help you write them. What does that mean? Yeah, we're looking for volunteers. That's desperate, and it's incredibly disingenuous. They're essentially saying, we will ghostwrite letters, but we can't send any more in under our names. There's a limit with each paper. So here, let me write you a letter. You send it in under your name. Help us. This is why there's, uh, once again... You know, I lived in New York City for most of my adult life. I have 8 million people in in this town. I've seen more incredible, hateful people than I've seen in my life put together. I don't understand how a little town like this creates this type of animosity and hatred for people and for things that are happening. Everything can be done in a civil way. You know, I will say it again. If people would sit down with each other and just have a normal conversation, you'd be able to let go of all this animosity and hatred, because to me it's more self-hate than it is against anybody else. And if you hate yourself that much and that's how you portray yourself out, I feel sorry for you. Some of these people don't even realize the, the definitive like anathema that they're actually demonstrating when they do this. You know, and it's sad. I'm not a psychologist. That's not my field. I am. <laughs> but it is sad. Well, obviously, yes. nobody's interested in uh, talking to uh, Mr. Gross at this table. But uh, I'm maybe, sorry, who? <laughs> yeah. Never heard of him. We don't want to mention But maybe Professor his name uh, Richard anymore. Holt would like to chime in, and maybe he would like to call the studio and uh, correct if there's anything that has been said. Uh, has been now, said. I just want to say I happen to adore Professor Hull. He is a fabulous gentleman. His wife is fantastic. And, uh, you know, there's obviously been some, you know, some, Jay is saying, you know, some of the things you said not true. And, you know, Professor Hull, I would hope if you're listening that you'll come up with the things that show maybe we're wrong, maybe we're not. You know, we're, I'm sitting here in the middle saying, okay, show me. Uh, you know, just show me. Missouri State here. Uh, and, and Jay has information, so let's put it all together and get it real. Maybe Dr. Hall comes on this show with just Jay, and the, the two of them can talk about the history. Well, however you want to do it, we just want to get the truth out there. And the truth in science <clears throat> is totally different than the truth on Facebook. 
And I, you know, I've learned an immense uh, body of things from Pro Professor Hall growing up. I'm sure he's a brilliant guy. I'll say that first right away, and I say that without any sarcasm and anything. I mean, he, no, he's, you've never been he, sarcastic about Dr. Hall. He's always been incredible to me, with me. I've learned so much. I'll continue to learn from him. I just found it curious that there was this sudden rush, this uh, this volcano of bad information surrounding this issue and actually do we know the name of the fellow who runs the opposition facebook group uh, that's the very son of uh, richard holt timothy hall i believe so you know that's something else with which well as a parent then i can understand you know uh, it's like you want to protect sure you yeah. do but maybe not while wearing the hat of the our town's historian yeah not from that not as a public official i don't always yeah, think it's that's kind of best. tough i mean I, he's not really a public official he's an emeritus no no he's a public official he's a town historian oh that's correct sorry i stand no, that's corrected okay. yeah, yeah You're no no absolutely that's absolutely right that's the only reason i take issue with it right. if he were simply a, a an amazing professor, which, my God, anyone I know who's known him as a professor raves justifiably. Absolutely. And he's, he's a dynamite storyteller. I just oh, love hearing him speak. I believe that uh, Timothy Hall did uh, wrote you a letter saying, how can you associate yourself with preservation, uh, you know, and find yourself on the opposite you side of letter? the island? I, no, actually, it was a Facebook post and also just uh, personal communication uh, between Timothy and myself. Do you have a record which was of great. that? Yeah, but I, I have, but it's personal. Okay. Uh, Listen, way, I'm willing to produce it. He's That's just no questioning uh, the uh, Jay being uh, being able to call uh, themselves preservationist while uh, speaking on behalf of development of an open space. Right. Yet, I believe Timothy Hall either didn't knew or forgot about his father's participation in 1984. Uh, you know, when, when oh, the professor, sure. uh, Dr. Hall suggested paving over endangered species habitat. Yeah, in fact, a massive wetland in Sugarloaf, a really sensitive habitat of actually hundreds of acres that's home to a federally listed, threatened, state-listed endangered species, the bog turtle. There's nothing even close to that on, on your site, uh, Mr. Keeter. And uh, so, I, and I'm actually the scientist who first identified that site. Initially, my older brother did, and then uh, I expanded it to this site behind Sugarloaf and found more and more bog turtles. It was confirmed by zoologists from National Wildlife Federation, um, Staten Island Zoological, New York Zoological, before it was the Metropolitan Conservation Alliance. Anyway, the state was, the, the county and the state were thinking about putting a bypass around Sugarloaf. They did finally make half of it, but they couldn't continue it because of the presence of bog turtles. In that, Professor Hull came out publicly. In fact, in an issue of the advertiser Photo News, which is now the work advertiser, Wednesday, September 5th, 1984. This is logged in the Albert Wisner Library. Anyone can see it. You can go online and find it there. Professor Hull said what the county has to decide is whether it is going to put the interests of a bog turtle ahead of the viability of residences and 46 businesses in the hamlet of Sugarloaf. Essentially, what I said in my first letter supporting uh, Mr. Keeter's project, hey, this is good for the vitality of Warwick, and we're talking about a little 9.9-acre agricultural field with no endangered species, no protected species, not even quote-unquote species of special concern, which is the third lowest tier none of that i'm being castigated by this professor's son publicly and that is on record that is still on facebook he still opines on facebook and then his adherents these poor keyboard warriors people who have have zero no among all of them hundreds of people on that site not one environmental accomplishment 
I self-funded preservation efforts in this county for over 30 years. I lost decades of my life doing that. And these people who moved in here have never done anything for the environment or castigating me for something that Timothy Hull's father did in much, much uh, greater scope in 1984. Oh, and nobody would like to talk about that. And I would like the Warwick uh, Greenville Preservation Society maybe focus on that issue. Yeah, there. It's you know we have about a minute left, but I, I'm going to implore everybody who's been listening. When you hear Jay Westerfeld talk, you know he's talking from a very educated situation and position. He's been doing it his whole life. Go look up his record. It's there for the facts for you to look at. Go to the planning board before you're yelling and screaming and and take a look what the reality is. Uh, please stop quoting people because you want to be on the bandwagon for your own sake. If you have children, leave a legacy. You know, this is just, I wouldn't want my son if I was standing there screaming at somebody to be standing there looking and saying, oh my God, that was my mother. Uh, I, when I do something in life or I say something in life, it's because I have my legacy in mind at all times. And it's really important that you do that also. Because I'm going to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, in about two years from now, there will be a pulpit rock and it will be beautiful. It will be environmentally friendly by any, and people are going to love it. And you are going to have friends and family that are going to stay there. There's no doubt. It happens all the time. It I, happened I'm to me before. And the very same people who opposed the projects that I was involved in were clapping and cutting ribbons afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, listen, we're not trying to make it worse. We're trying to make it better. And if you want to help make it better, let us know that. So listen, everybody, make it a great weekend. We got lots of great music coming up here and a great weekend. We have a NASCAR race this afternoon or an Indy race. I forget which one. <laughs> Frank's shaking his head. And uh, But tomorrow I know we have a NASCAR race. Anyway, make it a great weekend. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Taylor. 